Hey friends, welcome to the Barrington Area Banter, the place to get to know the people and places of Barrington. I'm your hostess, Jennifer Falat, and we are produced by Anthony Lackis of Grey Wolf Records. Today in studio, we have Ashley Rapp, who is with Hello Staging and Organizing. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. What a beautiful day too, right? Right? It's gorgeous out. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad it's here, but I don't want it to get too hot too fast. I wouldn't mind some you know, intermediate weather for a while. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've lived in Barrington and where you grew up. So I was 37 weeks pregnant with our second child when we moved to Barrington in 2018. Um, I met my husband, John, in 2009, I think. And uh, we lived in Chicago. And when we had our second child, we we're like, mm, I think we need to move to the suburbs. And my aunt, uncle, and my cousins, um, actually, my aunt and uncle still live here in Barrington. And so we've been coming here for for ages. Um, we've been coming here for a long time for Christmases and Easter and Thanksgiving. And so Barrington just felt like home. And when we needed, you know, a bigger house for, you know, a larger family, it just made a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, that was in 2018. Nice. And do you um, miss Chicago? Well, we were just talk- talking about this. Um, I don't miss the traffic, um, but I was born in Chicago. Um, I, in eighth grade, um, moved to North Carolina. My parents still live down there. And so um, after college, I went to college in North Carolina and I came back here to Chicago because I just feel like I'm, on a, I'm a Midwest girl at heart and um, definitely missed you know, the city. Um, but right now, you know, with three kids and um, my business, no, I, I don't miss Chicago right now. Yeah, I used to go there a lot when I was younger, like in junior high and high school to visit my friend's aunt. But otherwise, I go there once a year. Right, I know. The traffic not, is just really terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, the traffic is, does not um, encourage anyone to drive down there, right, I don't think. Right, right. Especially this three-year construction project on yeah. 90. I'm not a big fan of crime either, so. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about your professional background. Sure. What, what did you do before you got into your staging company? So um, I spent 15 years in corporate positions. Um before I started my business, I was director of human resources and um, spent many years in HR. And while I really enjoyed working with people and um, working on, you know, corporate strategy and um, learning and development was one of my my favorite kind of niches of HR. I trained a lot of employees and um, I really enjoyed it. But the corporate lifestyle wasn't really fulfilling me, um, especially with a growing family and the kind of rigid hours that it required. So um, in 2020, in the middle of COVID, I had this kind of epiphany and one of my best friends had um, in Chicago, actually, um, her realtor helped her stage and organize her condo before they sold it. And my, my friend Jenna um, she called me, she goes, Red. A lot of my friends call me Red. And she's like, this is like something that you could do. And I was like, I don't even know. What, what do you mean? Like, you can do this? Like, this is a profession? Um, and she goes, yes. So she put me in touch with her realtor um, who encouraged me to come work a project with her, and a different project. And we walked out of the house and she goes, uh, yeah, this is what you need to do. You need to quit your full-time job and start 
a business. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, I was like, this is crazy. Um, I was a psychology major, a business minor, um, just to kind of appease my parents um, in college, but really no entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurial background. Um, and uh, but she uh, kind of helped steer me in the direction of um, acquiring my um, staging certification and association my staging certificate and um, uh, the the class that I took helped me and taught me how to start a business, which was very helpful. And um, that was in 2020 and I've never looked back. Um, wow. I eventually did quit my full-time job in um, the spring of 2021. And I, I was five months pregnant with our third child um, and, you know, when you are kind of going through life and you have these big milestones, I it makes you really rethink a lot of things. And then in COVID, I think made a lot of us rethink a lot of things, right? You know, where we lived, um, where who we spent time with, um, what we were doing for a living. And like I said, it the corporate lifestyle just wasn't fulfilling me. And so I wanted something more hands-on, flexible, more creative. And um, staging and organizing is something that I've just always done. I've done it personally. We've we've moved many times. Um, my husband owned a condo when I met him, and we, we sold that a couple years ago. So I've just always kind of been creative in that regard, um, helping friends and family get their homes ready to sell. Um, and then organizing is something that actually is very calming to me. When I am stressed or anxious, feeling overwhelmed, I need to organize. I need to find order in like chaos. I It helps kind of calm me and um, just working with my hands and kind of thinking through the best approach or the best system is just really calming to me. So when I walk into clients' homes, um, I was with a client earlier this week and and they kind of and I when I walk in, I'm like, all right, we're gonna get started. They kind of look at me and they're like, oh, okay. And I was like, it's the hardest thing is just to get started. And so we we start. We literally just start moving things and sorting things and putting like things together. And before you know it, a couple hours goes by and they're like, wow, okay, like this is this is way better. This isn't as hard as I thought it was gonna be. Um so anyway, it's kind of a long answer. So what you were talking about with COVID, I think if one good thing came out of it, it had to be that people put a magnifying glass on their values mm -hmm. and could really hone in on what was important. Absolutely. And I think people made a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you did too. So that's yes. great. Um, so what sets your business apart from similar businesses? Oh, that's a good question. So my niche and my specialty is helping clients declutter and organize and help them sell their home for the most amount of money that they possibly can. The difference between me and another stager in the area, for example, is they, a lot of stagers have um, inventory, warehouses of furniture, and they are, they do a really great job of staging um, vacant homes. And like I said, they do a really good job. 
that's not my specialty. I do not have a warehouse full of furniture. Um, I have a storage area of accessories and I and I help clients sometimes accessorize their home. Um, but a lot of times I'm going into clients' homes and taking things away. Mm-hmm. So um, we all have a lot of stuff, right? right. That's kind of a, a human um, – um, what's the word – um, trait. We just like to accumulate things. Um, and I go into clients' homes and a lot of times we're getting rid of large pieces of furniture, but then I'm also helping like declutter some personal items, um, some, you know, collections they may have, help them kind of rehome certain things. Um, I take a lot of pride in trying the best I can to limit the amount of items that goes into the landfill. I rehome, I'd say 75% of what I can, whether I love that. I love that you do that. Yeah. And it's, it means a lot to me, but also my clients, they feel better knowing that, um, someone else is going to be able to enjoy something that they've loved for years, whether it's furniture, um, whether it's art, whether it's clothing. Um, there's so many fantastic organizations locally here in Barrington and the surrounding um, towns that I, I help them, like I said, rehome items. So, um, for example, the pink geranium in town, mm-hmm. um, I can sell clients items to them um steeplechase also in town sometimes purchases um or is open to purchasing certain items um and then you know house of hope um house of the sparrow um there's organizations that will gladly take donations um and even like all american reclaim have you been there on northwest highway are they off of pepper road Oh, you know what? I think I did. Year- They've been there for a while, right? Mm, a couple years. Couple, oh. It used to be maybe like a greenhouse or... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big rooster in front. Yes. Yeah, I was there. Yes. There. So um, they have some really cool stuff inside. Yeah, they do. So I, I'm, you know, I'm in a lot, many different clients' homes and um, sometimes they're like, what am I supposed to do with all this lumber? Or this is just a really old desk or this this metal filing cabinet. And sometimes All-American Reclaim will, will purchase that. They'll even come and pick it up. Um, so it's, it's helping the clients um, make that connection to the resources that we have in town. Um, I really think that that sets me apart. All right. Excellent. So we met through Miss Business and you gave um, not a what would it be called? A presentation where you had everyone bring in their junk drawer. Literally. You, yeah, literally, literally their junk drawer. And you talked about the different kinds of of junk and the different, you know, like emotional. Um, I forget, you weren't using it as the word junk, but our stuff. Our stuff is like things we hold on to because we're emotionally attached to it or maybe because we think it's worth something or because we think we need it, whatever the, the case may be. But you gave a great presentation and you had some really great points. So I was hoping you could touch on some of those now. Sure, of course. So I had so much fun at that workshop. And I hope to do more workshops like that. Because um, one of my favorite things to do with clients is 
teach them, right, through our sessions and through the projects and through um, my time spent with them, I want them to con- continue to carry on some of the you know best practices and just some of the the tips and tricks that I'm teaching them while we work together. Um, so the workshop allows anyone to come in and kind of get like a mini organizing lesson, right? And then go back to their house and kind of apply those strategies or tips to their entire home. And I, I really think that happened um, after that event because mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten um, follow-up messages and phone calls and people have just been like, this was so helpful. I went and I organized a couple other drawers. I'm going to work on my closet next week. Oh, and I'm great. like, that's exactly what I want, right? Yeah, the so, drawers looked a lot better when they left than when they came in. Oh, they sure did, yeah, right? For sure. So um, I shared the the three types of clutter that we typically see in our everyday lives. The first is physical clutter. And, you know, that's what you see around you, right? That's um, your clothing, your shoes, your pantry. Then we have um, emotional clutter. So these are the memories that you're holding on to, the photos. Maybe it's your grandmother's china set. Um, maybe it, you know, you've have you have adult children now, but you've you've held on to some of their um their baby clothes mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just it's really hard to part with those. Um and then the third is calendar clutter. So this is when you are, you know, double booking yourself, you're missing meetings, you're running late, you um have said yes to too many things. Um I think during the um the workshop, we t- we practice saying no, right? And just being like, okay, it's okay to say no sometimes. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, as I continue to talk through this and even at the workshop, you know, it, we're all a work in progress, right? A lot of people ask me, and I feel like I'm going on a tangent right now, but a no, lot of people me. <laughs> ask me all the time, clients, friends are like, are you like really organized at home? Is your, I want to see your house. Is your house really organized? And, you know, I I have to like pause before I answer, you know, I've got three small kids. I run a small business um, and I'm very involved in the community. And I think you'll ask me questions about that later. But so I would say yes, but you're not going to walk into my house and it's not, you know, the the home edit. You know, it's not, I don't have everything rainbow color corded, color coordinated. I don't have um, labels on every single thing. What I do have is systems in place. What I do, what I also practice is um, I I don't bring a lot into my home. So, you know, I'm not, you know, going to target once a week and, and, you know, perusing the aisles and just bringing home items that I don't necessarily need. Mm-hmm. I don't do that because what we have in our home fits and there's if i need to bring something else into the home i'm constantly editing and i'm constantly um you know asking myself do we need this anymore and then if anyone is out there that has children they they know that kids accumulate a lot of stuff whether it's you know clothing or toys um school supplies arts and crafts and so i'm constantly editing that i have a system in place where um, whatever kind of fits in these certain organizing bins is what we keep. If it if it starts to kind of overflow, I know it's time to review that system and edit 
and purge. Um, and so I guess to answer your question, the and to get back to the whole calendar clutter is no one's perfect. And when I go over some of these, um, you know, the the three types of clutter, it's present in all of our lives, whether you're a professional organizer or not. And how about your children? First of all, how old are they now? Uh, almost seven, almost five, and almost two. Okay. So how do your two oldest deal with purging some of their stuff or are they oh, collectors? So funny. So kids, kids love to collect. Oh, they sure do. Um, this is such a funny story. So um, I was I was on the way to House of Hope this morning. It's Thursday. Mm-hmm. And um, I, for a client, and I um Usually, I'm I go through my home before I I go to House of Hope. I'm like, okay, we've outgrown this. We don't need this, and I I just put it in the trunk, right? And I made the mistake this morning of taking um, Hattie's like little tent that she has not used in four months. It was in the corner of the toy room, and I I took it out to the garage and I was going to put it in the trunk, and she saw it, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> busted! And she goes, mom, like this is my favorite thing ever, and I was like. <laughs> Hattie, you have not played with this. But, you know, she she went in the trunk and she got it out. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not taking that to House of Hope today. Yeah. Um, and so to answer your question, you know, I try to limit the amount of things that they have. I do a little bit of a toy rotation system, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm constantly editing. You know, we don't have a ton of stuff. Um, and that really helps, you know, when you um, – I think there's like a statistic out there, like if you, um, or even if you just do like simple math, like reduce the amount of items in your home by 20%, that's 20% less time that you're cleaning, that you're putting things away, that you're, you know, trying to find homes for things. The less you have, the less time you have to spend managing all of that. Right. That's what I've, I've read that too, that the less stuff you have, the less you have to move it right. or clean it or that you're looking for it because you don't, you know, you really don't need it probably anyway. Right. Exactly. I, don't know. We, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I kind of live in a constant purge as well, where I try to find things to get rid of and make trips to different thrift stores based on what I'm donating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like my really nice stuff, mm-hmm. my go-to House of Hope mm-hmm. or Home of the Sparrow, mm-hmm. and then that, that, the less than stellar stuff that isn't trash, but isn't great, that might go to Goodwill, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. really, actually, that's probably the three I go to. Mm-hmm. And it works out nice, but I've had that problem with my son before, things I was getting rid of, that he would then dig back out. You know, you'll have a, a box of stuff in the basement of stuff we're getting rid of. I'll go down there and everything's out of the box. <laughs> And all of a sudden you're playing with it. Now it's your favorite toy. Right. You even play with it in two years. Right. But exactly. All right, you need yep. that. <laughs> I I had a client once that um she was like, Well, you know, my children are gonna be home at this time. You know, is it okay if they're home? And the the scope of the project was the toy room. Mm. And I was like, No, wait, sorry, that's not gonna work. Let's find a different time that your children won't be home. Um, because it we won't be able to accomplish the the goal that you have in mind. So, yeah, you kind of have to separate them sometimes. Yeah, I had a funny story with my husband before with some of his clothes that he had before I married him, which, by the way, today's our anniversary. So, 26 years today. Oh, my gosh. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. So, when we were dating, he had some odd clothes. He still has a lot of odd clothes. They're up in the garage (laughs) attic. And I don't – I would never – I shouldn't say never. I would – I don't – like the idea of taking your spouse's stuff and getting rid of it without uh-huh. their consent. 
I don't want someone taking sure. my stuff and of getting course. rid of it without of consent. Course. Right. You know, um, but there are things that are put away for a long time. He's never seen it in I'm not never, he hasn't seen it in decades, mm-hmm. probably. And so he's not missing it. It's put mm-hmm. away. And I'm grateful that it's not something that he's going to wear. <laughs> but we still own it and right. have not gotten rid of it. And it's taking it's, up space. It mm-hmm. is. But, you know, we kind of have a lot of room for only a family of three. So, however, it is true. The more space you have, the more you fill it up. It is. Right? It is. You know, my friend Jess told me this once. She goes, people are like jello, and they just kind of like mold to the spaces that they're given. And it's so true. You have a bigger house. You just accumulate more stuff. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. My husband's going to get getting rid of stuff, though. So we did a huge attic purge. Like in the last three years, we've gotten rid of a ton of stuff in the attic. And the attic is the attic over the garage, okay. not the attic over our house. Mm-hmm. That's empty anyway. But over the garage, um, we've gotten rid of so much stuff. I mean, bags and bags of clothes. And he's a carpenter, so he's always bringing home odd things from job sites that he can reuse. Wait. Can we talk you know? about the toilet? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, a good story. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> he was embarrassed that I brought it up to you. He's like, why? Oh, why did you do that? Because that's my husband. That's yeah. all right. Oh, I, th- I it was okay. perfect though. And that's 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 my business though. No, that was awesome. Okay. That okay. was funny. I'll keep that it. as an inside okay. inside one. Um but yeah, like he'll bring home weird materials from different jobs and he'll often reuse them on other jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we he also loves to keep things out of landfill. He doesn't think about it in that stance, but he loves to reuse. Sure. And he got that from his father. Like, you know, and my dad did the same thing. Anything mm-hmm. you built at home, you built out of something else you found. Or my father would go, um, when I lived in Tiller Park and he'd go to Totem Lumber on Irving Park Road and he'd dig out like all the scrap lumber that was tossed that they couldn't sell or for whatever reason. And that's what he used to build our shed. You know, and I think that's yeah. great. You're it's- saving Right. Money and you're saving the landfill. Mm-hmm. That used to trouble me when I was a kid. I remember hearing about all the phone books. Do you remember? Oh, you, I'm, no. I'm older than you are, clearly. Tell me what, but what about I remember phone books. them talking about back in like um, in the 70s and 80s and in New York with so many boroughs and so many phone books that and they get new ones every year. So um, that's not a thing anymore. Right. Right. But you would get a you would get like three or four new ones every year in Barrington. And then imagine in those bigger cities and all the different oh, boroughs. Gosh, and I mean, it was right. so many. And I remember the teacher talking about how many of those. And every year they go into the landfill. Now, obviously, a phone book will break down more so than plastic mm-hmm. or something. But I remember like it gave me um, something to think about as a kid. And I all, it stayed with me all these years that you huh. don't want to just buy something that's going to break and right. go in. Like, in, like right. for a kid's birthday party, little stupid trashy stuff. I know, Like I try to avoid buying junk. I'll give something they're going to use, Did food, you... or, you know, like school supplies, yes. stuff yes. like that. Did you, I don't know if you saw, I just posted this the other day, um, but it's, you know, Nurse Appreciation Week, you know, Mother's Day, Teacher Appreciation Week. And I'm all about showing appreciation, right? And and showing up for your loved ones and, and thanking people, right? But... Um, teachers don't need necessarily another mug that right. says like number one teacher on a it, candle. Right? you know, um, <laughs> and it's our school, I think, um, one day last week or this week, they did a, um, I think they got the, the teachers, their favorite coffee, you know, mm-hmm. and like from Starbucks. And I was like, that's great. Right. They can, they're it, it's something they can, you know taste and drink and then it goes away right Mm -hmm. um but i posted this on my instagram the other day i was just like we don't need to give people more stuff that they don't want 
You know, right. let's, let's really figure out, let's maybe put some thought into um, more meaningful things and, and ways to, to show up for them more as opposed to just something that's like tangible. Yeah, it's not our job to decorate someone else's home <laughs> with more stuff. You know, my son's in, in a co-op and he has a lot of teachers in the co-op. Then he has other classes he takes outside of it. So we also give the, the class the gifts. We do it at Thanksgiving time and we do it again end of year. And we always give food where it's either something homemade, but like really nice, oh, not like, you know, yeah. I mean, it's good stuff. Or we'll, we'll buy something nice or he'll give flowers, something like that. But I want him to also show appreciation, mm-hmm. but not give them something to sit on their counter I know. and take up space. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I feel if you really want something for a counter, you can buy it yourself and get something you really want. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I go for my little tangents too. Sorry. <laughs> so let's talk about your favorite part of your career. And perhaps give me an example of when you made a difference to a client. So I've said this a couple of times, but I really um, take pride in helping my clients. And my client, when I'm, the, the folks that I'm working with are typically going through a life transition, right? They are selling their house, they're downsizing, maybe a loved one passed away. Um, I work with a lot of adult children of the, you know, of their parents who who have passed away or um, moving into assisted living. And so, you know, I'm, I'm walking into people's homes. I, I had a client a couple weeks ago. They are relocating um, to a different state and they don't necessarily want to move, but they have to to follow their job. And it's a um, it's an uncomfortable, sticky, awkward situation sometimes. Um, so, I think to answer your question about kind of like, you know, my favorite thing to do or something that's kind of stuck out to me is um, I provide value that kind of helps um, the the client through just like a hard part of their life. You know, it's something that I can just take off their plate. You know, I take away the donations at the end of our session so they don't have to think about that. Um, I don't just leave it in a corner for them to do later because they probably won't do it and I'll just sit there for months. Um, And so um, one particular client um, I've actually worked with for a couple years now, um, her father has passed away since I've met them. Her mother is in a uh, assisted living community and, um, you know, we continue to work on, you know, her mother's items and some of the the downsizing that happens there. But I've also helped them in their home, um, you know, organize their office and their, both of their offices and their utility room. And so I love when, um, you know, I'm I'm part of like their family almost. Um, we we talk often, um, we touch base, and you know the organizing isn't necessarily just a one and done. Mm-hmm. It is, um, you know, a not a daily practice, but something that you have to kind of maintenance. Um, like it's maintenance. Keep up with it. Yeah, and um, otherwise it just gets kind of out of control, and that's where a lot of times people call me. But, um. You, you have to incorporate it into like your weekly routines. You know, you're constantly kind of like, okay, let's straighten this up. Let's tidy this up. Let's not just pick it up and put it somewhere. We're going to pick it up and put it away. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I shared at Miss Business too. And I, um, y- you, you want to 
I think I'm going off on a tangent, but no, um, you're good. <laughs> to like, I'm trying to think of like a specific. Um, instance where I've helped a client like well, my favorite thing I'm gonna give you one then that where I overheard you talking before at the Miz business okay I overheard you I was there to hear it yeah but you were talking about trust oh, and yes. you actually made everyone I think feel that we knew we could trust you and you talked about how you know people are embarrassed and you walked in and you can you you let them just relax and know that you are there to help them. You have their back. You're not going to talk about what they have. You're not going to make them feel bad about it. So I think maybe it's the way that you can communicate with them and let them know that you're, you know, you're on their side. Right. And you're not. Right. There's zero judgment. Um, there's a hundred percent confidentiality. I, I'm in, you know, people invite me into their homes, which is sometimes very difficult for them. Um, but I, I can see the potential. I can see through everything and I and um you know I help them get to the other side um there's a, a family that I helped um they're they're moving and they had been putting off their garage forever and I was like let me just come let me help you just do your garage like let's organize this let's help you kind of um get ready to to pack these items up and they were dreading it and um Thank goodness it was a beautiful day. We moved the cars out, and um, after two hours, it it the garage really wasn't bad at all. Like they just were dreading it, mm -hmm. and so um, we got it done. And they were just like, they were like, "Wow, I we would have never been able to do this." And so that feeling, um, it just feels really good to be able to you know help people just cross that off the list and kind of move on. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, sometimes something seems like a really big job to you, to to the individual, mm -hmm. but someone else, fresh eyes, someone who's right. not attached to anything and who can just look right. at it. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. I do. I do a lot of listening. Um, you know, when when clients are going through certain items, I hear many stories about. You know, this reminds me of when this happened, and you know, my father gave this to me, or my best friend gave this to me, and I just I feel really bad getting rid of it, and. I asked them and I was like, well, do you want to keep it? And they're like, no, not really. And I was like, well, you know what? Your best friend would not want you to feel this like burden of keeping something. They would, they don't want you to feel like they're your best friend. They want you to enjoy, you know, something. They don't want you to feel bad about having something or keeping something. And so when I explain it that way, they're like, oh, right. Like my friend wouldn't want me to feel this way. It's okay. Let's get rid of it. Yeah, that's so. a great point. I've never thought of anything like that, but that's mm -hmm. that's a really good, that's good advice. Thank you. Yeah. So um, before we move on to other things, do you have um, just a few pieces of advice you can give clients how they can start decluttering their home now? Yes. Their home and their calendar and their everything else. Yes, the emotional clutter. Okay. So it's starting small. Um don't tackle your attic first or your garage or your basement. Start small. Um, it's spring. Um, Lauren over at Nectar, I saw her the other day, and she said that – and I meant to look this up, but something with the moon, the new moon that's happening okay. right now, the, the full moon, I believe mm -hmm. we have. And she said that um, when – typically there's this full moon – it encourages people to like declutter and to purge and to like start new again. Um, and I was like, yes, great. Like, all about it. Right. Um, but 
the the one thing that you can do, there's, I would say two things. First of all is start limiting the items you're bringing in your home. Really, um, really think about, you know, what you're bringing in your home. The less you bring in, the less that you have to manage. And number two, um, it starts small. Start with that junk drawer. Um, move on to a larger drawer. Maybe move on to the toys. Uh, maybe your books. Keep keep the um, whatever you are organizing like similar. So if you're going to go through your books, like look at all of the books. Um, if you're going to start with maybe your clothes, maybe just start with your winter clothes and then move on to maybe your summer clothes. Um, you also need to dedicate some time, right? So figure out in your day or in your week how much time you have. Um, let's say you have an hour. Uh, you can do your drunk drawer in an hour. Um, let's say you've got three hours. All right, maybe you can go through your books. But prioritize what is really you know, making you anxious, what's taking over your home right now, and prioritize that list. Um, and ask for help. Um, whether that's me, you can give me a call, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, your your immediate family, um, you know, you can also have your, your children. Um, you can make a, a day of it with some friends. Um, but don't, don't do too much at once because then you'll just get overwhelmed. All right. Okay. So when it comes to emotional clutter, my suggestion is, you know, let's say that you're, you, your family member, for example, loved um, records and you have 300 records that you've been holding on to because you just, it makes you think of that family member that passed away. My suggestion is to pick out your favorites you don't have to get rid of all of them. Maybe you can get rid of 25% of them. Maybe you can get rid of 50% of them. Um, And find a place that you can either donate them or give them to somebody that will um, uh, love them and be able to use them just like your family member had. Uh, Like I said, there's so many great resources in this area. Um, even Facebook Marketplace and some of the the Barrington Buy Nothing, um, Sell Nothing. Yeah, I love the Buy Nothing page. Buy, yes. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah, we actually got our patio set from there. We were awesome. so happy. Father's Day last year. I, I ran upstairs with a fo- my phone told my husband, honey, how about this set? He's like, what? I, he's like, I'm like, yeah, it's free. Or it was late at night. I'm like, do you want this? He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's free. Uh, okay, sure. Like it was the first person that was gonna cl- was gonna claim mm-hmm. it was gonna get it. So I'm like, yeah, we can be there. And so my husband shot out and got him a happy Father's Day. Amazing, <laughs> right? We're and, grateful. And that that happens a lot in this community, right? There's a lot of you know great things that you can take advantage of. Yeah, I've given away some really odd, weird things on there, and people want them. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. come get it. Perfect. So let's talk about the organizations. I know you are involved with some groups around town. Which ones are they? Um, so most recently I helped, um, with Barrington Giving Day and more specifically the, you know, some of the kind of the everyday items, but this year they held a, um, prom event and, um, I have a couple clients that I know of that have previous clients that had closets full of prom dresses and they were like, I just don't know what to do with these. And so I reached out to them and I was like, there, here's this organization, um, 
And I was working with a couple of different clients also who um, were moving and downsizing. And she had these beautiful gowns and purses and jewelry and bags. Um, and then some of my friends and neighbors. And I was like, I know that you guys have been holding on to these. It's time. Like, let's give them to to other to, to younger people who can use these and use right. these for prom. Um, so that's something that I I recently was um, helping promote. Um I'm also really involved with my my kids' schools. Um, my oldest is going to be in second grade. She's at Grove. And um, I'm involved with the PTO and just love being able to like give back to the school um, and work with other parents um, just to, to make, you know, the our kids' experience at school the best as possible. Yeah, I love being involved with my son's education as well. It's something – fulfilling as a parent. It's so fulfilling. Part of it and to know what's going on and absolutely. Know the teachers know who's working oh, with them. Absolutely. It's the best. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so what kind of hobbies do you have or what do you like to do in your spare time besides organize your house? <laughs> I, that's so funny. Um, I literally love to just get organized. <laughs> yeah. My husband's like, so w- what are you doing today? Or, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, I just have to get organized. I got to get organized. Um, well, I, um, I, I don't. I don't think I've said this, but I played soccer like my whole life through college, and so um, you know, exercise and um, just moving my body is is just part of like who I am. So I try to stay active and um, try to work out regularly. Um, I also loved to cook. Um, I don't love to bake, but uh, I I really enjoy cooking. I do not enjoy grocery shopping. It is not a hobby of mine. Um, <laughs> I really like the the pickup options. I can order online and pick up, or I'll send my husband. Um, and then just being outside. Um, a tradition that we have is every Mother's Day especially here in the Midwest, you can't really start planting, you know, outside and gardening until about Mother's Day weekend. Um, So we've made it a point that every Mother's Day we start our garden and um, we're outside all day. Um, So one of my favorite things on Mother's Day, um, it's usually Mother's Day weekend, is the Smart Farm um, plant sale. And they, they have, I'm pretty sure they're organic or like is organic I, as maybe you they're, can. I think they're, they're not organic, but I think they're low pesticide. Yes. And like they're $5. And so they're fantastic. We've been buying their, um, a lot of the vegetables for years. And so we'll plant the tomatoes and, um, we do a ton of basil cause we love to make pesto. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, just being outside, um, and hanging out with the neighbors and really gardening and working in our yard is one of my hobbies. All right. So what are you curious about or what would you like to learn about? I love learning. Um, I'm constantly asking questions and I'm obsessed with like understanding the why behind things. Um, you know, how does it work? What's going on behind the scenes? So like when I walked into the studio today, I was just like, wow, this is really cool. Like I, I don't see this every single day. Um, do you remember that show, How It's Made?, I don't know if it was my on like Discovery. Books. My yeah. son has the books and has so, watched like, things, yeah. That's me. I love I love understanding kind of like how things work. Um that's just kind of how my brain is. Yeah. YouTube videos, there's a lot of them on there. Is there? My husband and son will sit and watch for hours. My son can tell you how to build ridiculous things that I wouldn't even that's think about. So interesting. I love that. Like 
Yeah, and, never, and he'll ask me questions. He'll say something and say, "I'm going to look that one up, Mom, and see how we how, like how do they make a postage stamp or how do I mean really just you know huh. weird that's, things." That's so, so yeah, neat, pretty neat. So, what purchase has been the most impactful in your life in the last year? Hmm, I would have to say, um, is it an organizing bin? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not that. It's um, my business software, my CRM, the business technology that really helps run my business behind the scenes. So um, it's where I keep track of appointments. I keep my notes. um, I invoice my clients. And it's allowed me to um, really streamline kind of like all of the admin work that happens behind the scenes of any business. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's clean, it's professional, um, and helps me stay organized. Um, as a small business owner, it's, um, there's a lot of moving pieces and that's one investment that, um, is just super helpful and I wouldn't be where I am today without it. Yeah, no, I can see that because when you're the real deal, when you have a legit business and you have a lot to manage, there's a lot there. It's not just, you know, someone calling you go into a home and, and stage it or, or help them organize. Right. There's a lot to organize. I mean, a lot to in your business to organize. There is. Yeah, absolutely. Is. Uh, let's see. So what was the best advice that you've ever received and followed through on? So most recently, um, I've been actually working with a business coach and it's been it's actually that, it's Steve. Um, yeah. Steve Warner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he came to speak at Miss Business right. and I was just like very impressed, um, after that meeting and it was kind of that perfect, like time. I was like, it was like, he was there for a reason and I was there for a reason, mm-hmm. um, I didn't almost didn't go that night for, you know, I think one of the kids were sick and I was like, but I made it. He was there and I was like, it was meant to be. Um, And he, uh, we've been working on a lot of, I don't want to say behind the scenes, but it's, it's, yes, it's business, but it's more me. It's, it's who I am as an individual. It's who I am as a person. And um, something he asked me, he goes, is your business a part of your life or is your life a part of your business? And as a small business owner, you know, I, I'm working on my business more than 40 hours a week. Right. Oh, yeah, um, sure. And so when he asked me that, I was kind of like, Whoa, uh, I think my life is part of my business right now. And really I want my business to be part of my life. I want that pie, you know, that circle and that piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want that circle in my life and I want my business a piece of that. Um, so I've been really working on that and setting boundaries and being very purposeful in, um, how I'm making decisions day to day. Um, and it's, um, been really, really, really helpful. That's great. I think it's really, it's, it's big. It's huge when you decide what you, how important your life is going to be. You know, where you're going to look on that pie chart. And we talk about pie charts every podcast. Do we? Um, oh, do I, I, yes, yeah. because we talk about how your your life changes and seasons mm-hmm, change. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, you know, I've been making myself more cognizant, too. You know, my son, he'll be a freshman. I have four summers left with him before he's, you know, out there working full time or he's doing everything he's going to do. Um, he's, he's probably going to become an electrician and then eventually get a degree for engineering or something. But he's going to be 
not under my thumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and right. I want this time that I have left, I, and I only have one, right? So when he, it's done, it's done. And until until then, I want to be as present as possible. And I, I've been cognizant where I have been present his whole life. You know, he's the answer to an 11-year prayer. So I have been there every day, like emotionally, socially, mentally, very aware of how blessed I am to have him. Every day, it, it, I'm, it's a blessing, and I know it, right? And he knows it. We tell him. We talk about it. But the, the physical time aspect, you know, you can't make more, right? People say, I, I haven't made time for that. Well, you really can't ever make time anyway. Mm-hmm. It's how you spend it. Mm-hmm. So I, I keep thinking about this. You know, I have a part-time business, but I work full-time on my part-time business. And, yep. you know, because I can work a lot of it at home, it feels like, oh, well, I'm at home. But am I really present with him? You know, yesterday when I got home from, I forget where I, I was, but I got home and right away I come in the door and he asked me if I wanted to go play pool. He's got a miniature pool table in the basement and I had zero time for playing pool. I know, I know. But of course I'm going to go play pool. And we played a few games and we had fun. And then I thought, you know why I should be asking him, hey, let's go play pool. Like I need to be more showing him, I mean, more um, Pre- like cognizant. What's the word? Or, and... or like proactive mm-hmm. and saying, hey, let's go do this instead of just doing what we have to do. You know, I want to make more time with him I because know. it's it's all you have. I mean, it's the best, the best way to spend your time, I think, is with your family. Oh, yeah, for you know, sure. And the business, mm-hmm. thankfully, my business is not paying our bills, meaning my husband provides. So if I wasn't working, we'd still be fine. But I like the idea of, of building this and having this. And I've always worked. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, it makes me a better person to work, but then also to totally. not, not yep. overwork. Yep. <laughs> I hear you. See, enough about me. I do this all the time. <laughs> no, that was very interesting. Thank you for sharing. So do you have a personal mantra or a favorite quote? Yes. Um, her name um, is Marianne Williamson. And um, it goes something like, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, but our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. Um, I think she says it's our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. And this is something else that I've been like really trying to understand recently is um, as a small business owner, um, and I think part of it is also being a woman too, there's um, a fear component to a lot of things. Like there's like owning a small business is scary. And um, sometimes I let fear um, get in the way of what I'm trying to do or want to do. Um, I just actually saw something on Instagram the other day. Michelle Obama was talking about fear. And fear is a um, is necessary, right? It helps keep us safe at times. Mm-hmm. But also, like, if you let it get in the way, it blocks. It blocks you. It prevents you from being your best self and who you want to become and how in makes you, um, you know, second guess yourself and you're you kind of gets you stuck. And so kind of going back to, um, the fear, um, we, our, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's in our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. And I think about that all the time and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like it's, um, it's not that we're inadequate, right? That's not, that's not it. So, I, I I go back to that quote a lot. Yeah, that's a good quote. I mean, it's easy to get in your own way, right? And, you know, and speaking of fear, I was trying to think of where someone recommended this book, and it might have been Ms. Business called The Gift of Fear. Mm. Do you remember? Did someone talk about that? Maybe. I think when Jessica came. Were you there when Jessica no. came? No. Oh, I, I think I was sick that night. Or oh, okay. we had the stomach bug that 
okay. that week. Yeah. Well, she was great. She's actually going to be on the podcast <gasps> coming she? up. Yeah, oh, her I schedule her. for that. Um, and she has her own podcast yes, now, right? What's yes. it called? Honest Woman? Yes, yes. I was listening to him last night while I was editing some photos. But I think it was at her her um, seminar or presentation mm-hmm. that um, they talked about the gift of fear. I could be making this up. It might, maybe it wasn't at Ms. Business, but it's a good book. Okay. And it talks about how fear can be very useful to you, mm-hmm. but it also tells you not to live in it in a state where you can't recognize true danger. Right. Because if you're always in fearful of everything, then you won't know when something really bad truly is happening. So it was actually, hmm. I recommend that book. And it's funny, I had that book out, I was still reading it, and somebody on Facebook in a Barrington group had mentioned um, something weird that happened at the park, behind the park building um, on the trail. It was She was scared, and and I recommended this book. And then right away, I couldn't renew it anymore, because like everyone <gasps> was like requesting this book, I think, because they're like, oh, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. And I go to look, and I'm like, yeah, the book's due back now. Well, I still made him wait a week, because I had to finish it. I, know, I, I only I know. have so much time to read, right? so like, that's it. But anyhow, good book to read. Good. So, okay. All right. So now there's um, a part of our little conversation here that we call the speed round, where I ask you some quick questions. There's not a lot of thinking involved. They're just some quick answers. And so coffee or tea? Coffee. Beer or wine? Wine. Favorite restaurant in Barrington? Ooh. It's always a hard one. Oh. Okay. I'm going to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. Um, good. Perfect. Breakfast. I love nectar. I mean, you can't go wrong. Um, lunch. Where do I like to eat lunch? Um, you know, I've taken um, the kids to Neoteca for lunch. That was cute. Like some pizza and sit outside. And then dinner, region. Love region. I've still never been there. Oh, my gosh. I know the owners. They're lovely. Um, you have to go. Yeah, like I, it's I keep hearing about just it, a but... really, really – they do a great job. The patio outside um, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You'll okay. like it. Uh, first car that you bought? Oh, that I bought. Um, oh, it could have been given to you, but it was yours. Um, my husband and I bought a car when we were dating. We bought, because when I met John, he drove a stick shift and I couldn't, I, I never learned. It's kind of one of my biggest regrets is not learning a stick shift. Um, and he, he, he will never like let me live it down but he had like a civic like a honda civic um and i couldn't figure it out and we lived in the city and i was like i anyway in a parking garage and i was like i can't figure this out so we bought a um honda crv and we had that for many years um yeah that was our first car that's fun um to get off to get off my <laughs> quick questions here which i do all the time as well when I learned how to drive a stick, which I'm sure I couldn't do now. Well, maybe I could if I had to, like I'm being chased by something, right? <laughs> but I remember um, my nephew, when Jurassic Park, the first one came out, we took him to the drive-in, my sister and I, in Wheeling, there was a drive-in called the okay. Twin Drive-In. Okay. And um, so this, he was born in, I don't know what year, Jurassic Park came out probably in 89 or 90. I, I, don't, I don't really remember. But I remember um, I was driving my sister's Cavalier. And that was a stick shift. And I kept dying and like leaving the transmission behind. And I'm like, oh my God. And we were stuck on River Road. <laughs> was it River Road? Yeah. And the traffic was behind us. And I'm like, I couldn't get it going. And my nephew kept yelling, like, Wel- welcome sweating. to Die Out Park. Welcome to Die Out Park. <laughs> like, welcome to Jurassic Park. So I always think of that for my stick shift. Like, yeah, I learned, but Ugh, yeah. I don't know. Anyhow, um, your current car. Uh, well, so we have um, two cars. In, but I typically take the bigger of the cars. It's a Ford Expedition because 
I've got the kids, but then I've also got all of my client stuff, right? And it's it's a big SUV and I can put a bunch of donations in the back of it. Okay. Favorite place to shop when you do have to buy materials or products to help your clients? Totally depends on their budget, but I do a mix between the container store, Amazon, and Target. Okay. Where do you like to shop for clothes? Oh, man, these are good questions. Um, I like to to go around town, um, the boutiques in town. Um, I love, is it Gigi? Yeah, Gigi Boutique. Gigi Women's Boutique. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, right by Chow Um Yes. So I just bought some cute pants there. Um, a new you, of course, in Lake Zurich, mm-hmm. um, our fellow MBA ladies. Um, and then... Like some resale shops. You know what I loved that isn't here anymore is Citizen. It was on Northwest Highway, kind of near like at properties. Um, mm. There's a, I think there's like a pizza place over there. Um, it's like a little strip mall. And it was like a resale, um, kind of like thrift store. It was called okay. Citizen. And the owner's name was Katie, I think. And I loved it. And it was awesome. But they're not there anymore. Yeah, I don't think I ever heard of that one. Oh. It's my favorite. Yeah, I love thrift stores. Right? Actually, so I'm wearing thrift store pants today. They're Amazing. cold water creek. Oh. And I'm like, I paid six bucks. Someone else paid 89. I'm right? happy with that. Right? And I remember I was hemming and hawing when I bought them. Should I buy them? I don't know. Oh, yes. And then today I wore them. My son's like, Mom, you're wearing funny pants. Well, they're oh, funny. Com- Thank you. They're funny compared to what I would normally wear, probably. But I used to dress like these kind of pants when I was working in an office. Of course. Before his time. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow, um, favorite music. It, it, this is kind of silly, but I go back to Enya. Do you remember Enya? Yes. Oh. Can you demonstrate an Enya song for no, us? No, I cannot. I'm, I'm You're Irish, toned. though. I see it. A little like, bit. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, no, I'm like toned Is she deaf. Irish? Wasn't she Irish? From I Ireland? don't know. Irish from I Ireland. just, she's just so <laughs> she, like calming. And a lot of times, you know, our, our house is a little chaotic with the kids and, you know, um, there's some fighting that goes on. I feel like I'm, I play referee a lot with my kids, but, um, I'll put Enya on in the background. Does it calm everyone down? It calms me down. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. So I kind of like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and to back up, I, I, I asked if she was Irish or you're, I know you're Irish. Well, I shouldn't say I know it. You look Irish. You look Irish, but Enya to me seems like a Celtic type mm-hmm, music, or mm-hmm. I think of like the Celtic women, or mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So I don't know. I could be totally off there, and I'm cool with that, but that's fine. <laughs> and how can people reach out to you? Uh, my Instagram, which is Hello Staging and Organizing, and I'm on Facebook. Um, my website, HelloStagingOrganizing.com. I'm also on Google. Uh, just you know, you can Google Hello Staging Organizing Barrington Organizer Barrington Stager. You'll find me. Yeah, and they can just look up your name as well. I know because your company name has a plus sign. So when you're saying and, if they type in A-N-D, will it come up? Yes. Oh, that's great. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's more like easy. my like logo is with the plus sign. Gotcha. But that yes. makes it easier. Yes. Okay. So yeah, hello, right. staging and organizing. Well, this has been fun. Yes. I hope you've enjoyed it. Oh, I love this. Thank you for All having right. me. Yeah, I think I'm I, honored. I've given, well, I'm thankful that you came here. Um, I think I gave our producer a lot of stuff to re-edit. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a lot today. Sorry, Anthony. Well, that's why you have a pro. That's why you don't do your own podcast without a, without a yep. producer. Yeah. And um, we'll talk a little more after this, but thank you again for being here. Oh, thanks.